This is KUCI 88.9 in The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hello, car fanatics in Irvine, Orange County, California, the United States, and around the world. It's time for the most famous words in motorsports. This week on Speedway Sounds, there's a lot to celebrate. You see Irvine Aerospace Engineering student and race car driver Matt McMurray and his team Park Place Motorsports earned the third place trophy at the Petit Le Mans in the Grand Touring Daytona class, the season finale for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Two places better was international GT racing star Connor De Filippi of nearby San Clemente who won the GTD class with his team Team Monoplast by Land Motorsport. I'll talk about Connor's upcoming race this weekend in the inaugural Eight Hours of California at Mazda Race of Laguna Seca and UC Irvine economics student Samantha Tan's last two races in this season of the Pirelli World Challenge Touring Car Championship, also in Monterey. All that and more this week on Speedway Sounds. Hello, good morning, and happy Thursday. I'm your host, Noah Stein. First this morning, congratulations are in order for UC Irvine aerospace engineering student Matt McMurray. He earned his best finish of the year with his co-driving teammates Jorg Bergmeister and Patrick Lindsay, driving a Porsche 911 GT3 for Park Place Motorsports. They started out the weekend with a rather unfruitful qualifying, earning the 12th position, but with skilled driving, excellent strategy, and incredible endurance, and a few avoidance maneuvers as well from other faster cars, the car accomplished 382 laps of Road Atlanta and 970 miles in just 10 hours. They finished less than one second behind the second-place Porsche of Allegro Motorsports. San Clemente's Connor De Filippi also added another win to his international resume in the Team Monteplast by Land Motorsport Audi R8, winning the GTD class. This great finish also launched Park Place from fifth to third in the season's team's championship. The GTLM class was won by the BMW of Bill Oberlin, Alexander Sims, and Kuna Whitmore for BMW Team Rahal Letterman-Lanigan. They accomplished 392 laps. And the winning cars were the, of the overall race were the prototype class cars of Scott Sharp, Brandon Hartley, and Ryan, and Ryan Dial of Tequila Patron Extreme Speed Motorsports. They accomplished 402 laps. Second place in prototype was the Whalen Engineering Cadillac of Eric Curran, Dane Cameron, and Michael Conway. And third was the brand new entry of Team Penske. They entered only this race this year in their Orica LMP2 with drivers famous for their IndyCar careers, Elio Castroneves, Simon Pachino, and Juan Pablo Montoya, an incredible third place after recovering from an early spin off the course. Before we continue into the previews for this upcoming weekend's races at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, I wanted to replay Samantha Tan's interview. She is the UC Irvine economic student and race car driver in the Pirelli World Challenge Touring Car Class. She drives a BMW 235iR, and she'll be racing in the season finale for the Pirelli World Challenge Touring Car Championships this weekend at Mazda Race Laguna Seca. So before I preview that, I wanted to replay her last interview from August. UC Irvine economic student Samantha Tan has had an up-and-down racing season since I first interviewed her in April. 
she races her BMW 235iR primarily in the Pirelli World Challenge for her own team, ST Racing, in the touring car class. She's had some troubles, including crashing out at Road America and Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin two months ago. But she recently scored two race wins with her BMW at the Circuit Montremblant in the Circuit Summer Classic. Her PWC season continues with round 7 and 8 this weekend at the Grand Prix of Utah at the Utah Motorsports Park, a three-mile road course in Tool. She joins me from Utah. Welcome back to Speedway Sound, Samantha. Today I want to ask you questions on the theme of learning and new experiences, about the experiences you've had this year so far, what you've learned as a driver, as well as the atmosphere of Pirelli World Challenge Racing. So much has happened since April. Before we dive into your primary efforts in the PWC, congratulations are in order for your successes at Montremblant. So please tell me all about the Summer Classic and driving your BMW to two race wins there, and a second place in the third race. Thank you very much. The Summer Classic is a race weekend at the Circuit Montremblant in Quebec, Canada, which featured a variety of sport, formula, and vintage car races. I was competing in GT Challenge, where there were five classes, uh, GTA through GTE, and we ran three races total. So these classes are actually based on time. For example, my class, GTD, ran between like a minute 50 and a minute 55 per lap. So during this race weekend, you could actually be racing against cars with a lot more horsepower than you. However, if you ran in the 149 second or 1 minute 49 second range in GTD twice, you would automatically be bumped into GTC. I qualified pole for my class, and second place was actually only a tenth of a second behind me. And in race one, I had a lot of great fun battles and finished first, <laughs> which is great because uh, the grid position for the next race was actually determined by your f- finishing position of the previous race. But obviously, I was also super, super happy because it was the first race I ran since my big crash at Road America, and I believe I did very well. Um, in race two, I was passed at the start by a BMW M3, <laughs> and he did a really good job of making his car wide at every turn. Unfortunately, there were a lot of local yellows that race, so when I was set up to pass him, I really couldn't. And what was difficult, too, was that he had more horsepower than me, so when I would pass him in a corner, he'd make the distance back up down the streets. I actually did pass him on the last lap of that race in the last corner, and we drag raced up to the front or up the front straight to the finish line, but he beat me by four tenths of a second, and it honestly made me a little frustrated. But um, to put that into perspective, actually, it takes three tenths of a second to blink your eye, <laughs> so it's pretty quick. Um, Luckily, though, I made it all up in race three and had some amazing clean battles with three other cars and kept the M3 behind me. (laughs) And you can actually watch some of the in-car footage on my Facebook racing page. And altogether, I was very, very pleased with my results, especially following up from my last race weekend. And I'd like to give a special shout out to my teammate Nick for letting me borrow his race car for the Summer Classic. That's pretty cool that your teammate let you borrow his car. You also got to test a Formula 1600 car at the Montreblanc circuit, an open-wheel car. How fast did you go and what did you learn? How does it compare to your Pirelli World Challenge car? 
Uh, Formula 1600 is actually the slowest class of open wheel cars, if I remember correctly. But I was running similar times to the MC35. I honestly didn't check the top speed, but it was an amazing experience. The handling and the grip of that car was just astonishing. <laughs> it's super, super light, and it had a four-speed manual transmission and no electronics, so, you know, like, no power steering, ABS, traction control, etc. Uh, going down the back straight, though, it honestly felt like the wind was trying to pull my helmet off. <laughs> and at the end of the day, my arms and my neck were like jelly. <laughs> but uh, when I got into the MC35 the next day, it actually felt like I was driving a boat. <laughs> it was so heavy. But being in the Formula car really tuned my driving skills and it made me more aware of the limits of my car, like my MC35, and as well as how to handle it smoother and better. That sounds really awesome. Now to the Pirelli World Challenge. In your season, you first traveled to VIR, the Virginia International Raceway, after that Canadian Tire Motorsport Park in Canada, then Lime Rock Park in Connecticut, and most recently the non-points round in Road America in June. Which round was your worst and which was your best? Ironically, I would have to say Road America was my worst and my best round. Right from the start of the weekend, I was running times that were closer to my teammate Nick's. And at the beginning of our qualifying, I actually ran faster than him and then parked the car after five laps. It's the same tires because we run the race one on the same tires for qualifying. One of my biggest problems is just not getting up to pace fast enough during the races. So, for example, it might take me three laps to get to pace, while for everyone else, it might only take like one or two. But at Road America, I kept up with the pack the entire time and had some really outstanding starts. And I felt really, really confident with myself. And I was really proud of that. But it was obviously also my worst round because I crashed. And that's something every driver doesn't want to do. Yeah, I definitely can agree with you on that one. You visited your home track at the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park in Canada. How did you celebrate the occasion of being at home? I celebrated being at home by going to dinner with my parents because I hadn't seen them in a while and it was just really nice to be together again. And being 19, I'm legal to drink in Canada, but my coach doesn't allow me to do that before a race weekend, so I just relaxed and hung out with my family and friends. As you were saying, your most recent Pirelli World Challenge race in Road America ended in a crash that worried fans. What happened? At Road America, I actually have a lot of differing opinions about what happened. I was going through the infamous kink when I went four wheels off at the exit, and I slowly tried to bring the car back onto the track, but as the right tires got onto the pavement, it snapped because of the grip, and I um, hit the wall the right side at around 90 miles per hour. Um, I may have turned in a millisecond too early, turned in too quickly, and got put at a wrong angle, maybe even picked up too much rubber on the outside of the carousel, which gave me less grip into the kink. The truth is, I could have possibly saved it if I just went straight through the grass and skimmed the wall on the left side, maybe. <laughs> I was applying 335 pounds of brake pressure when I hit the wall. So I sprained my ankle, my right ankle, but 
looking at the incident now and how I came out of it, I think it was the best case scenario and it just goes to show how safe those cars are. And I really want to thank the safety team for just getting out to me so quickly as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you're okay. Officially, you're now halfway through your first season in the touring car class of Pirelli World Challenge. What goals from the beginning of the season have you met and what goals do you still have? I think I've met the goal of learning my race car. In all my previous years of racing, I raced front wheel drives. And it was hard for me to change my throttle application coming out of corners because in the front wheel drive, um, the front wheel drive cars that I drove, which all had low power, I just slammed on the throttle coming out of the corner. <laughs> but you can't really do that too quickly in the M235 because it really upsets the balance and induces wheel spin. But I perfected my braking application by reaching maximum braking pressure early and easing off slowly to maintain momentum in corners, so I've definitely improved my driving skill in terms of braking and throttle application. But I still really, really, really want to get a top five or podium finish this season, or even a hard charger award, which, funnily enough, I got my first one at Miller Motorsports Park in 2015 when I went from 12th position to 4th position. Your teammate Nick Whitmer has certainly been able to extract a great deal of performance from his car, earning podiums and a win at the Road America event. With his expertise, what is Nick teaching you about touring car racing? Nick is a great teammate and an incredibly talented driver. I am so lucky to have him working with me. Being around someone with so much experience, it definitely helps when I'm looking over data and trying to cut time corner by corner. And he also gives me like insight into some of the strategies for passing and racecraft. So I really am learning from the best. What do you like most about your BMW race car? The engine, handling, its stunning appearance, or something else? And what do you dislike most about the car? I'm such a BMW fangirl, so I literally love everything about my race car. It handles so, so well. It looks beautiful, and it sounds even better. Oh, my God. Every time it crackles, I literally die a little. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes as I'm driving to pit lane, I leave it in a lower gear, and I rev it up, and then I lift off the throttle just so it backfires. <laughs> So, I honestly don't dislike one bit of that car. I love it with all my heart. It's a dream to be racing with BMW. For those of you who have just tuned in, I am with UC Irvine economic student and race car driver in the Pirelli World Challenge, Samantha Tan. And you're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. What has the daily routine been like at Pirelli World Challenge race weekends this year? Who plays what role in getting you on the track? And do you have a pre-race tradition or activity? The daily schedule typically starts out super early. We're normally on track first, and my coach likes me being there an hour prior <laughs> to the first session. And I am not a morning person, so if you do see me at the track at that time, and I look like a zombie, let's... I apologize. I really, really apologize in advance. <laughs> Let's get a coffee and, and then I'll be alive and, you know, happy again. <laughs> but um, my dad or my coach Pierre typically drive me to the track in the morning and then I'm pretty self-regulated in getting myself where I need to be at whatever time. 
And before a race, I either listen to music or draw or both, and it really calms me down and gets me focused. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about women in motorsport. Something I've always liked in motorsport that you don't often see in other sports at all is if you have equally talented male and female drivers in the exact same equipment, there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to race competitively against each other. Basketball doesn't operate that way, and soccer doesn't operate that way, etc. As you know, women are increasingly making names for themselves in motorsport. Danica Patrick in NASCAR, Lynn St. James in IndyCar and sports cars of decades ago, Michelle Mouton in rallying, and now Christina Nielsen and Catherine Legg in IMSA sports cars. You sign on a new sponsor in Motul in May, and the president of Motul said, As a fearless female driver, we are proud to sponsor you and help you encourage more young women to consider racing. Having that support as both a race car driver and a public figure is a huge deal. So I want to know, in what ways are you inspiring other women, and or in what ways do you hope to inspire them in the future? It makes me so happy to see more and more females in motorsport today. I think that a lot of girls and women struggle with their wants and dreams because they believe that, you know, they aren't supposed to be doing that. And I think it was harder before since there weren't that many female role models in the racing world. And actually only three in every thousand race car drivers are women. And I guess my message is that I hope girls can look to me and know that we can achieve whatever we want regardless of societal prejudices. You know, we may have to work a little harder physically, but in the end, racing is a mental sport. And finding strength in yourself and fighting for your uh, your goals will bring you success no matter if you're male or female. That definitely is a very important message to send to up-and-coming female race car drivers. How did the sponsorship with Motul come together? My media manager, Ann Roy, and I went to their headquarters in Southern California, and I ended up meeting up with the president and the whole Motul team, and it was amazing. Everybody was super nice, and both Motul and I felt that we wanted to grow and build on this relationship together as I move on through my racing career. And I'm so fortunate to have them on board with me this year, and I really, really want to say thank you. Now let's look forward to Utah. Two races this weekend, practice Friday, qualifying, and the races on Saturday. What's on your mind as the weekend gets closer? I'm surprised that they fit both races on one day. (laughs) I think it'll be interesting. I'm really anxious to get back into my own race car and implement my newfound confidence for Mont-Tremblant. And I'm also very, very excited to see my race team again. One more question, a fun one. Happy early birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday, I'm told. So how are you going to celebrate? Thank you. My family and I are actually staying at this really nice resort in Utah. So we're going to have an intimate dinner and then watch the stars after. But honestly, I am going to celebrate by going racing in the following days. That sounds great, and I definitely hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much, Samantha Tan, for being my guest on Speedway Sounds today. How should my listeners follow you in Utah this weekend on social media? Thank you for having me. Um, You can follow my racing on my Facebook page or Instagram page at Samantha Tan Racing, or you can watch the live stream on Pearly World Challenge TV online. Yeah, definitely. And Speedway Sounds listeners, I hope you'll use the hashtag AnteatersInRacing in your Facebook posts, tweets, and Instagram photos describing anything that's happening in the motorsport world here on the UC Irvine campus. 
All right. That was my interview with Samantha Tan from back in August. That was between her Utah Motorsport Park and Circuit of the America rounds. She actually did really well at Circuit of the Americas, earning, I believe it was two 14th place finishes, some of her best finishes of the season. For this weekend's race at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, there is a major championship battle for the Touring Car Championship between Samantha's teammate at ST Racing and also driving a BMW, Nick Whitmer. Nick Whitmer is currently second place in the standings with two races remaining this weekend. He has 175 points. He's only eight behind Paul Holton. And he's also 13 ahead of Greg Leafouge. All three drivers have done great driving this season and have earned a lot of victories, podiums, etc. It'll be a great championship battle to see who will win the Touring Car Championship in the Drivers' Championship. For this weekend's schedule for Samantha Tan at Mazda Race with Laguna Seca, today, just after the show actually at 10 a.m., there's her first test session and there's another session at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow's when it gets serious with practice at 9 a.m., 25-minute uh, practice number one. At 2.15 Friday, practice number two. And qualifying at 2.55 p.m. tomorrow. On Saturday, you can watch the races live at world-challenge.com. Uh, race number one will take place at 9.50 a.m. and It'll go, be a 40-minute race through 10.30. And race number two, the season finale, is 4 p.m at 4 p.m. to 4.40. And just after that is the Touring Car Banquet. I'm sure that'll be fun. So you can watch the races live at world-challenge.com. They will also replay on CBS Sports later in the month. And if you can't watch the live stream, I will also be tweeting at Speedway Sounds for the live hashtag Anteaters and Racing coverage for this weekend for UC Irvine student Samantha Tan and her teammate Nick Whitmer as well. Also, another big race this weekend is the inaugural Eight Hours of California. So the Pirelli World Challenge is a support series to this big race. The Eight Hours of California, also supporting, will be the Porsche GT3 Cup of North America and the Mazda MX-5 Global Challenge. For the Eight Hours of California preview, I wanted to refer to a press release from the Pirelli World Challenge themselves, who are working with the Stefan Rattel organization, which is an international promoter of GT Racing. So let me read the press release here. The longest professional race in the prestigious history of Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca is set for this Sunday, October 15th, with the third round of the SRO Intercontinental GT Challenge, the California 8 Hours. A strong lineup of auto manufacturers and international driving stars will battle for the top honors in the 8-hour event, which features GT3 and GT4 sports cars at the famed 60-year legacy of the 2.238-mile, 11-turn road racing circuit east of Monterey Bay. While Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca has hosted the likes of IndyCars, Can-Am cars, international prototypes, MotoGP motorsports, superbikes, and historic machines dating back to 1957, no professional racing event has been run to an 8-hour distance. Sunday's California 8 hours will begin at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time and will finish at 5.30 in the afternoon. The California 8 Hours is the first North American round of the four-race, four-continent series, which includes the legendary Liquid Molly Bathurst 12-hour in Australia, the Total 24 Hours of Spa in Belgium, and Motul Sepang 12 Hours in December. The California 8 Hours at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca is an essential element of the Intercontinental GT Challenge, of which the success is likely to grow next season with the Suzuka 10 Hours joining the already iconic 
Liquid Molly Bathurst 12 Hour, and the total 24 hours of spa events, said Stefan Rattel, who is the founder and CEO of SRO Motorsports Group. He says this year's edition is being a stepping stone in building up the GT-only endurance race in America. The GT-only endurance race America deserves, and it, is, it was important to start it on the right foot, with a solid grid and a high-level competition. We are thankful to the manufacturers, teams, and drivers who are supporting this inaugural event. Many of the top Pirelli World Challenge GT3 and 4 teams and drivers will participate in the 8 hours, including the recently crowned overall GT and Sprint GT champions Patrick Long in his number 58 Wright Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3. Long won both driver titles in 2017, and Wright Motorsports took the team honors with Porsche capturing the manufacturer's crown. Patrick Long, a multi-time Le Mans, Daytona, and Sebring winner, will team with veterans Jörg Bergmeister, who raced last week with Park Place, and Romain Dumas, both 24-hour endurance race winners. Romain Dumas is also a three-time Pikes Peak Hill Climb champion. But the Porsche Trio won't have it easy at Mazda Raceway this weekend, with a strong Acura two-car effort from real-time racing with the number 43 Acura NSX GT3 of Ryan Eversley, Dom Dyer, and Dane Cameron, and the number 93 Acura NSX GT3 with Peter Cox, Mark Wilkins, and Jules Gounon, the winner at the to total 24 hours of Spa. Audi will be well represented with four different teams led by the Land Motorsports in the number 29 Audi RA LMS with Californian Connor Dave Filippi, Christopher Mies, and Christopher Haas. The 25-year-old driver from San Clemente, Dave Filippi, teamed with Mies to win his class last Saturday at the Petit Le Mans, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Other top Audi squads this weekend will include the Magnus Racing Audi R8 with veterans Pierre Kaffer, Kelvin Vandalinda, and Marcus Winkelhock. Vandalinda was part of the land-winning team also at Petit Le Mans. Also in Audi will be Team WRT with Robin Frins, Stuart Leonard, and Jake Dennis in the number 11, as well as the number 23 MGT1 Audi R8 with Jason Bell and Lar Villon. We are excited to bring the inaugural SRO Intercontinental GT Challenge California 8 Hours Race to Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca this coming weekend, said Greg Jill, World Challenge Vision President and CEO. With a balanced amount of UC and global teams, this event is going to be excellent. In addition, we have a strong lineup with 50 PWC touring cars racing set to be part of the California 8 Hours in the season finale events. Action at the Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca for the California 8 Hours begins Friday, October 13th with practice rounds and an 8-hour, and the 8-hour feature is scheduled to start 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. So, a little bit on the schedule. Pre-qualifying will take place on Friday at 3.20 p.m. for the 8-hour race, and on Saturday, for, uh, the official qualifying will take place at 10.45 to 11.30. And Super Bowl, which is the bonus round for the top qualifiers to determine who will start up front, will take place at 1.40. And, of course, as I mentioned, the race will take place at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. It'll be live on the CBS Sports Network as well for a two-hour window at the beginning of the race and an hour-and-a-half window at the end. And it'll also live stream. That's it for this week on Speedway Sounds. Follow the show at Speedway Sounds, all one word, on both Facebook and Twitter for show previews and your opportunity to ask my guests a question. Next week on the show, Petit Le Mans GT driver Connor DeFilippi will be on the show to discuss his win in this past weekend's Petit Le Mans in the Monoplast by Land Motorsport Audi in the GT Daytona class, and this upcoming weekend's 8 Hours of California at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Also, you're welcome to use the hashtag AnteatersInRacing whenever we're talking about motorsport here on the UC Irvine campus, and you can use it this Saturday during Twitter coverage of Samantha Tan and her team, Samantha Tan Racing, at the Pirelli World Challenge races. 
Coming up next to begin the later morning's music programming is Sounds of Rich Mahogany with DJ Lilsdo here on KUCI. I'm Noah Stein, and thank you so much for listening to me talk about my lifelong passion this morning. I hope you'll always wear a helmet and never ever drive distracted or under the influence. And please, always wear your seatbelt. You're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Have an awesome day.